this is how this channel can actually work when you put data into it and when you optimize it and when you plan against it just blew my mind. And that was really then my first understanding as to what can happen with direct mail. You're listening to the Keep Optimizing Podcast to increase your traffic, improve your conversion rates and grow your profits. Hello and welcome. I'm Chloe Thomas, the host of this e-commerce marketing focused podcast. If you're not familiar with our format, well, each month we focus on a different marketing method, could be email or SEO or Facebook ads. And each week I interview a different expert to explore the latest advice on making it work for you. Today, or in this episode rather, we start a brand new topic for the month, offline marketing. Yes, for the whole of this month, we are going back to the tactics that I started my career with. Get ready for lots of paper marketing and some surprising curveballs too. Last year, offline marketing was our most popular topic of the year. More of you listened to it than any other set of recordings we put together. So if you're not already doing offline marketing and you need to improve your marketing performance, it's time to get your ears pinned back because you're about to discover some brilliant marketing strategies that you've probably not heard of before and possibly didn't even realise were possible. In this episode, we're kicking off with a super cool approach to direct mail and including personalization and triggering it. We're calling it programmatic direct mail and it is something I think you should all be considering testing. And don't go thinking we're ignoring tech. This is very, very tech. This is very, very digital, even though the end or the semi end result is a piece of paper going through the post and the end result is lots of sales for you. I've been excited about uh, the tech that Dan and his team have put together for over five years. So it's really brilliant to finally be able to get them on the podcast to tell you all about it too. So do make sure you listen right to the end of the episode because at the end of the interview, Dan will be sharing some quick fire insider tips to help you maximize the performance of offline marketing. And then I'll be sharing my take on it all plus outlining some more free ways we can help you to improve your offline marketing even more. So stay tuned to the end. Unboxing is the only moment in the customer journey with a 100% open rate. Done well, your unboxing experience can build a stronger connection with your customers and immediately increase sales. To create a great unboxing experience, you need to make it as relevant as possible to the customer opening the box. The right messages, upsells and offers, but how do you do that? You need Slippy. Slippy turns your unboxing into a personalised, relevant and revenue driving channel. Print inserts on demand from packing benches at your fulfilment facility and segment and personalise those messages to include content and upsells based on each customer's purchase history and behaviour profile. Slippy gives you all the power of your email marketing system, but for your 100% open rate unboxing channel. Slippy are offering a three-month free trial exclusively for Keep Optimising podcast listeners this month only. So visit keepopt.com forward slash Slippy and claim your free trial today. Are you tired of generic marketing messages that don't resonate with your customers? Have you stretched your spend in digital retargeting as far as you can to maximise conversion? Do you want to reach your target audience with pinpoint accuracy via a channel that gets noticed? Then it's time to add dynamic postal marketing to your online marketing mix. But how? 
Look no further than Paper Planes. Paper Planes programmatic direct mail service uses advanced insight and analytics to personalise your marketing messages and trigger content over time. Their sustainable approach is cost effective, so you won't be wasting valuable resources on generic marketing. Instead, you can tailor messages to your customers with pinpoint accuracy, backed up with valuable insights and analytics on performance to help optimise creative and targeting even further. It's time to join the revolution of modern direct mail marketing. Go to keepopt.com forward slash paperplanes to find out how. In this episode, I'm chatting with offline marketing expert Dan Dunn. Dan is a longtime marketing enthusiast and founded Paper Planes back in 2017 to merge the latest digital marketing technology with the power of print. They've now helped hundreds of brands to create personalized direct mail campaigns that are triggered by what customers actually do on your website. Hello, Dan. Hi, Chloe. How are you doing? I'm good. It is great to be catching up with you again. Um, so you're doing some kind of cutting edge, super exciting stuff in the world of offline marketing. But how did you get into offline marketing in the first place? Yeah, it's a great question. So um, I guess it was a bit of a happy accident. I was looking for a role when I finished university, more so in advertising and uh, to work for a big agency out there. Uh, did a lot of interning to try and build up the skill set to make that a reality. And I just got turned down from pretty much everyone that I applied for. So um, <laughs> that's what kind of brought me to um, marketing consultancy, as it was known back in 2009, and starting to work for Dunhumby, who are Tesco's club card data's uh, real insight cruncher uh, and provider. And for me, that was the first time that I truly appreciated just how significant and how scalable and how personalized and relevant direct mail could be. Uh, the campaigns that I worked on, I worked my way up through Tesco Wine Club when I first started through to then managing the Tesco Club Card statements. And that was a personalized mailer that went to 20 million customers every three months and gave back billions of pounds worth of value to customers. And I was just blown away by how personalized you can make those mailers. So going from a mindset of everything's digital first, we never need to do anything in the post. We never need to do anything with an old school channel like direct mail to, oh, wow, this is how this channel can actually work when you put data into it and when you optimize it and when you plan against it just blew my mind. And that was really then my first understanding as to what can happen with direct mail. I mean, it must have been really annoying getting all those, no, you can't work for us, no, you can't work for us at the beginning of it all. But to, to end up at Dunhumby working on such epic campaigns must have been quite mind-blowing. It really was. Got turned down by them initially as well. That was a different <laughs> story. But uh, it, was re it really was. Thankfully, someone dropped out of the graduate programme. But it really was. And I think that the reason why, going back to what really appealed to me about advertising, and what still appeals to me about advertising to this day is that, you know, promotion and marketing and really understanding consumer psychology so we can get something in front of someone with that they're going to want to buy or they're going to want to engage with or subscribe to or whatever it is that you're marketing is such an awesome thing. It's such an amazing ability to be able to influence someone into taking out an action that you're looking for. But a lot of the challenges around it is the classic 
what's wasted spend and what's actually working. And what just, again, is amazing with Dunhumby and with trackable, addressable marketing and performance-based marketing, and especially now with the rise of e-commerce, what's possible from a measurement perspective, is being able to really know if I'm going to send this mail piece out, if I'm going to target this display ad, if I'm going to run something across social media, this is the impact it's going to have from a conversion perspective, from a average order value perspective, and from a repeat purchase perspective. So I think, you know, the ability to blend data with marketing and what companies like Dunhumby enable, I mean, they really were the pioneers as to what every e-commerce marketer expects to do now with digital marketing across um, their investment in Google or uh, the meta universe or whatever it may be. I think people get so obsessed with the online side of things and it's actually so many of the issues we have with online advertising don't exist in the offline advertising place, especially when we talk about direct mail, because we've got deliverability like you have with email, you have with ads and all the rest of it. It's not an issue because the Royal Mail in the UK, the Royal Mail is going to deliver that piece of mail through the right letterbox. And then on the tracking side of it, because you know who you're sending it to, you know what the results are coming back. It just, you know, an open rates. Well, if it's a piece of direct mail, someone has to at the very least pick it up and put it in the bin. They have to interact with it. So it has all these advantages over it. I mean, would you would you say all businesses should be investing in direct mail of some format or another in the e-commerce space at the moment? Or is this more of a larger player or a specific sector play at the moment? Well, I mean, I guess we focus most of our business on e-commerce clients. So I have to speak for what I specialize in with paper planes, where I see the real value being added, which is the e-commerce clients. You know, this is something where we don't have fraud, transparency, visibility issues in the same way that you might have with online channels. You know, we're not we haven't been impacted by the decline of third party cookies. We haven't been impacted by iOS application changes. These are all advantages. You know, what it's not to say we don't have our challenges in the channel, of course, with strikes and delays and some of those different things that have been occurring across the UK over the last year. You know, everything has a challenge associated with it. But the benefit of planning data and creating campaigns that are data driven is that you can navigate around those things. You know, it's very difficult to know exactly what percentage of uh, your inventory online is being exposed to bots or necessarily isn't getting in front of the eyeballs of the customers you want to engage with. But with mail, if we know a big strike is coming up, then we can navigate around it. We can plan campaigns that aren't going to land on certain days that might be more problematic. And direct mail is to this day and has always been, if you get it personalized and relevant, and it's something that a customer can really feel and touch and, and relate to, it's going to get noticed, it's going to get action. So every brand should be considering some form of investment in direct mail, whether they should be doing the more generic, non-personalized stuff, the stuff that can be misconstrued for junk, that's a different That's a different message, different story. So if we're going, right, okay, loving the idea of personalized direct mail, getting how it's going to be impacting our brand, why should we do this in turn? I'm being slightly devil's advocate here, Dan, so, you know, you know, feel free to tell me I'm, I'm, you know, 
going off on one. But why should we go, right, I've got this big database, I could mail it all. Why rather than doing that, should we, and potentially personalise it, why rather than doing that, should we focus on these more triggered campaigns, more programmatic campaigns, like you guys help people send? What's the what's the benefit of investing in that strategy before you invest in the other strategy? I think there's there's numerous different places we could start there. Um, I think a true performance driven marketing strategy is one that focuses on return on investments. And over time, if we can get really specific and really granular with who we target, that's going to give us the best chances of maximizing returns that brands are going to want to see. Now, we can't shy away from the fact that Postal marketing comes with postage costs. And, you know, that means that there's going to be more of a upfront associated with your investment in direct mail versus email. But if you can utilize data in the same way a Clavio or an Ametria or a dot digital or an Amasis would do to really trigger effective comms, you know, email automators have worked out a long time ago that flows built on targeted data are much better than broadcast campaigns. So I think, you know, being able to be really smart with our data utilization and who we target for campaigns is important. I think there's also a relevance argument there. We don't want to bombard people on this channel. You know, we can take a lot of the bad practice from the likes of email or SMS and what happens elsewhere. And we can put that to a side and we can really focus on what is best practice. And that's always around targeting relevance and personalization. And there is a sustainability argument as well, Chloe, which is really important. You know, we have the ability of being a relatively young company in the direct mail space. So we can work with production partners that have ISO accreditations in mind for environmental standards. We can um, look to seek forage stewardship council approval wherever we can on our campaigns. And data is one of the best ways of ensuring minimized waste, like being able to use data to understand who should be selected for campaigns and who shouldn't be, and then being able to understand who should be stripped out because they're not going to respond and what needs to go out to a home and what doesn't is a really effective way of bringing sustainable multi-channel marketing into your marketing mix. Love anything that makes us more sustainable. So really glad you brought that that up there, Dan. Um, we'll go into um, some campaigns that work particularly well in a moment. But before we do that, there's one last thing I want to say, which is we've been using the word personalise. And personalise means so many different things to different people, you know, from putting someone's dear Chloe or dear Dan rather than dear customer, right through to totally unique uh, artwork, etc. When we're talking about personalizing uh, these triggered direct mail sends, what what is possible? How far can we push it? Now, nowadays, with the technology as it sits today, you know, what are we now? You said at the start, we're about seven years into this journey, six or seven years in, even though it looks like it's been about 30 years, if you've seen my face <laughs> recently. Now, there's no limit to the personalization that, that uh, you can you can utilize our algorithms and our, our product for, you know, the customer name, of course, A-B tests around incentive and whether their promotion should be included versus no incentive. But what's really important, you know, especially with the rise of AI, as we have now, and um, automation technologies and being able to learn machine learning, is looking at the right product combinations that people have engaged with, getting them back in front of people if they've abandoned the flow, uh, getting the relevant products that are going to increase basket spend by 30% in front of people, 
even if they haven't abandoned, if they've gone through and made a purchase, because we know how important this second post-purchase or third, fourth, fifth post-purchase is, especially after the number of trialists that e-commerce brands have spoken to for the first time during COVID, trying to get them locked in for incremental spends. You know, there's lots of different things that can be personalized across those campaigns, even down to the images that appear on the outer envelope. You know, it's really important to get your brand and personalization across the outer envelope for our direct mail trigger campaigns. It's the equivalent of the email subject line. So there's no limit to the mass personalization at scale, if you will, that can be applied to these campaigns. And that's what really helps drive performance as well. Excellent. So we're definitely not just first name everyone. That's what we're saying here. If you can think of it, Dan and his team can make it happen, basically. We're not meaning to set you up for a nightmare there, Dan, but there we go. Famous last words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, famous last words. You're going to get some some crazy requests coming in off the back of this now. So let's talk about the types of campaigns you're seeing people, people run. Let's start off with what's working really well. What's a great place to start with Triggered DM? Which campaign is like the no-brainer that you say to everyone, you've got to put this one in place because it's just going to bring, bring you sales? Well, abandoned flows continue to be one of the key challenges for every e-commerce brand across Europe, across the world, and continue to be one of the areas which we know for a fact our campaigns are, are really paper planes driven capability that land in home for an abandoned flow follow-up. Not only do they lead to conversion rates which are much stronger than the email alternative flows, I think an email Flow and abandon might average around about two percent. The email, the paper planes abandon flow will average about fourteen to fifteen percent in terms of conversion. So just to be clear here, Dan, we're talking abandon basket. So someone abandons their basket on their website, and then we send them a piece of direct mail to encourage them to come back and check out. Is that what we're talking about here? Correct. The technology that we have um, will sit on the client's website. We will be able to identify and specifically isolate those who have entered the dress and postcode, whether they're looking at a subscription-based product or they're looking at a one-time basket load, or even if they haven't entered the dress and postcode then and there, we can go back to the first-party data that the brand holds on those clients, customers, if they have purchased previously, and link back to that, and get something completely personalized around what the customer has done out to them if they haven't returned to the website to complete that basket in a specified time frame, normally about 24 hours. We're then taking that customer, getting them on the print press, triggering something out so we can actually get them back to the site to convert. Got you. So this can work really well hand in hand with an email or an SMS based abandoned basket capture process. Yeah, absolutely. There's never a uh, us, us versus other capability because as you can imagine, all of our clients utilize email, SMS flows, retargeting across social media to do abandoned flows as well. What's awesome about ours is that Typically, a abandoned flow digitally will work anywhere between zero hours to 72 hours after the abandon has occurred. You know, you've got to strike while the iron's hot and get people back. Great thing about paper planes campaigns, they don't land until day three. So if a customer has abandoned, it's going to take about three days for the campaign to land. Everything we report, therefore, in our analytics is the impact of a campaign day three onwards. So our conversions, when I talk about a 14 to 15% conversion rate, these are people that are coming back above and beyond those that have already been triggered via the other digital forms of retargeting. And we extend out the sales cycle as well. So we can see that the average 
time to purchase on a paper planes campaign is around about 12, 13 days after we trigger it. So you're serving that brand impression up in the customer's home. It's sitting on the kitchen table or the living room table. Uh, it struck a relevant chord with the customer, but they're going to come back to it and engage at a time where it's right for them. And we absolutely see that in the data. It's the, it's the ability to track that performance with our, our data insights and analytics in the platform as well, which means that none of those conversions get missed. Nice. And it is one of those great things about direct mail is it does live around the house for a while. It's not like, a you know, you see the email and then you then it's gone and it falls out the inbox. It's there on the dresser or the table or the coffee table or wherever it might be. So, yeah, I can see why why there might be that that um, that time span for it all. So the, the most obvious one to go for is the abandoned basket. What was the what's the next one you'd suggest someone looks at? We've been doing, we've got an awesome team that we have in place. The guys and girls who work within Paper Planes are super talented and there's always new thoughts coming into what we can do, what we can introduce into the product, what we can actually develop next. And one of the most significant advancements recently has been just taking simple extensions of Abandon and being able to use it as an opportunity to trigger a next purchase as well. So for example, fashion clients, this happens a lot with our fashion clients, we might load up a basket with seven, eight, nine items, and we might take five of them out of the basket because we go, no, I can't can't spend that much, or I just need to get this down to a certain couple of items. So I've only got five minutes to make this purchase, so I'm going to move quickly. Being able to complete on that the, the three or four items that are still in the basket, but then as a brand, being able to be like, thank you for your purchase, but here are the other items you were looking at, just in case you know you want to come back and revisit them at a different stage. There's nothing better. I don't know about you, but even to this day, Chloe, there's nothing better than when you've made a purchase online of it actually landing in home and you're getting it and being like, oh, it's there. And you've, you can have that experience with the brand. Being able to follow up with a customer with a letter that lands a couple of days after that point or a couple of days after the purchase has been made with, hey, thank you for your purchase. Thank you for being a valued customer. Here are some other items you might consider. Now, we already know that these are the items that the customer is engaged with because we've seen that in our data algorithms. It's picked it up and it's been able to display that content. But just getting those items back in front of people, unbelievable what that can do from a conversion perspective. I think we, we mop up around about 12% of customers in that flow. And what's awesome about a remove from basket automation as well is that there's an absolute increase in basket value we see. So around about 35, 40% in increased basket spend as a result of getting those items back in front of someone to encourage that next purchase. Wow. So it fast tracks the second purchase and then it also increases the average order value. Absolutely. And that's, that's one of the things, you know, CPA calculations don't account for what is something that the added space, the added real estate of a direct mail campaign can really help brands achieve. And that's the ability to get customers thinking about how they can spend a bit more with the brands. You know, that's something which we see time and time again, because you've got all of the space on the envelope, all of the space on the front of the letter, all of the space in the back of the letter to be able to encourage and incentivize people to do a little bit more with their tangible media, which sits in home, than they can do on an email or they can do on an SMS or they can do on retargeting where it's all about getting a customer then and there quickly from TikTok and onto your site or from Instagram and onto your site. There's a lot more inventory that can be dealt with and in a more efficient way than the catalog as well, because with a catalog, you're sending out 90 pages of content in the hopes that someone's going to see something that's going to land well with them to bring them back. 
with a well-personalized one-piece mailer, if you've got your product selections right, you can get those five, six, seven products on the back of the letter and you can get that in front of people. And that's going to do the same job in a much more efficient format. And talking about efficiency, you know, a smaller mailing piece is going to be more efficient. As you were just saying, you know, a smaller personalized one. You talked to us earlier about how triggered direct mail is more efficient than blast campaigns because we're sending it to people who are actively interested or have actively done something that time. Are there any other ways you're helping the businesses you work with to be more efficient with their activity. You know, for example, are you sending everyone who abandons a basket of direct mail or are you doing some clever stuff to target it a bit more tightly? Yeah, so we would typically let data decide what is the best approach to use. Nine times out of 10, real effective marketers, we normally tend to be moving at a million miles an hour. We normally tend to be thinking about all of the different ways in which we want to target customers for maximized efficiency. You know, but the reality is programmatic direct mail, this channel for most of the e-commerce businesses we work with is a new investment. So we could take a lot of inherent biases or data selections that we think are going to be right into the first pilot case, or we can take a step back, just limit the, the, the volume in a, in a typical pilot to begin with, to a manageable level, which we can manage, you know, 10,000, 15,000, 20,000 cents a month. But within that, we keep the data selection as wide as possible. Because what we want to know is, are you more likely to respond to this campaign if you have an opt-in into email? Or are you more likely to respond to this campaign if you hit a certain affluence level? Or is there a bias to a certain region within the UK? You know, we want to be able to capture these data points and then utilize them to drive efficiencies on a limited investment to begin with to then understand how you can truly scale it from there. Love that. So much cool stuff you guys are up to. Um, Dan, we pretty much need to need to be wrapping this up and getting into those insider tips now. But is there any anything we haven't yet mentioned that the audience really, really, really need to know about programmatic DM before we move on? I would just say, and of course I would, as CEO and co-founder of this company in this space, but I would say, look, let's look at the economic conditions that we currently face into. You know, we know that Meta's CPM is increasing year on year. We know that TikTok's CPM has increased 195% year on year. We know Google Display Ads have increased 75% year on year. We know Instagram CPMs have increased. You know, there is not, this is not an easy time to be marketing to customers. And it is absolutely a time whereby other channels that can make a difference should be considered and should be planned against. So I think when you take into consideration the rising cost of digital media retargeting and what's possible to be truly ROI driven and super efficient on channels like direct mail through capabilities like paper planes to help you drive uh, performance that's going to make a difference. It's just really important, you know, and do not, the one piece of advice is do not have any inherent biases around the channel because, oh, it's a digital first strategy or direct mail's old school, so we don't need to do it. Or, you know, we always plan campaigns across, you know, a certain, you know, spend on Google or a certain spend on TikTok. You know, if your clients, if your customers can be found on this channel and if they've never received anything personalized or relevant in the post, why would you not want to utilize it to help boost everything else you're doing as a marketer? Love that and agree with you completely, Dan. 
Uh, so thank you for telling us all about programmatic DM. Listeners, remember to stay tuned right to the end so you don't miss out on Dan's insider tips on offline marketing and my suggestions for more free resources to help you improve things even further in your business. Unboxing is the only moment in the customer journey with a 100% open rate. Done well, your unboxing experience can build a stronger connection with your customers and immediately increase sales. To create a great unboxing experience, you need to make it as relevant as possible to the customer opening the box. The right messages, upsells and offers, but how do you do that? You need Slippy. Slippy turns your unboxing into a personalised, relevant and revenue driving channel. Print inserts on demand from packing benches at your fulfilment facility and segment and personalise those messages to include content and upsells based on each customer's purchase history and behaviour profile. Slippy gives you all the power of your email marketing system, but for your 100% open rate unboxing channel. Slippy are offering a three-month free trial exclusively for Keep Optimising podcast listeners this month only. So visit keepopt.com forward slash Slippy and claim your free trial today. Are you tired of generic marketing messages that don't resonate with your customers? Have you stretched your spend in digital retargeting as far as you can to maximise conversion? Do you want to reach your target audience with pinpoint accuracy via a channel that gets noticed? Then it's time to add dynamic postal marketing to your online marketing mix. But how? Look no further than Paperplanes. Paperplanes programmatic direct mail service uses advanced insight and analytics to personalise your marketing messages and trigger content over time. Their sustainable approach is cost effective, so you won't be wasting valuable resources on generic marketing. Instead, you can tailor messages to your customers with pinpoint accuracy, backed up with valuable insights and analytics on performance to help optimise creative and targeting even further. It's time to join the revolution of modern direct mail marketing. Go to keepopt.com forward slash paperplanes to find out how. Okay, Dan, so far we've gone deep into programmatic DM. Now you get to wow us with your insider knowledge about the whole of offline marketing. So for the following questions, your answer can be anything to do with offline marketing, which of course includes everything we've already been talking about. Dan, are you ready for these? No, but let's do it anyway. <laughs> Awesome. I'm glad you're up for it. Um, let's start with newbie advice. If we've inspired someone to take their first step, what do they need to know to give themselves the best chance of success? That the most important thing is not just the rock bottom unit price that you can get then and there. That you have to consider this in the same way you would consider any other form of marketing investment. It should be RRI driven. You don't need massive amount of volumes to get significance or confidence levels. And do not just rely on voucher code inputs to measure the success of your campaign because direct mail customers who receive direct mail are notoriously bad at following signpost directions at uh, you know utilizing your qr code or utilizing your voucher code on average with our tracking only 35 to 40 percent of a customer who goes on to convert after receiving a mail has done so on the specific incentive code that's been put on the mail. If you do want to use an incentive code, you know, you don't actually have to use them either if you can track the customer adequately. So you can apply the same levels of data science and test to learn on this channel, absolutely. Yeah, there are so many cleverer ways to track offline marketing input than relying on someone to key in a code. 
so many better ways to do it. So yeah, loving those tips. Thank you, Dan. Now, once you've started, of course, you've got to keep optimizing. So what's your favorite way to improve performance? It's gotta be the classic A-B test, hasn't it? If you say so. <laughs> the allocate, I mean, everything we do, so incrementality analysis, this is the standard one, you know, not just sending out everything that we mail, but being able to hold back a 20, 25% holdout control purely for incrementality, uh, which isn't done enough, in my opinion, across some of the other digital channels. Um, that's key, but then extending that so you can understand whether an incentive is needed versus not needed and taking that selection right at the end of the marketing process so it's completely randomized is the only way that you can truly optimize and improve campaigns moving forward and not having to be tied into or married to any base stock that you need to get through before any changes can be made. If you're going to really optimize across direct mail, you need to do it on the fly in the same way you would optimize any digital campaign. So A-B tests allow us to do that absolutely all day. And uh, just to be clear, when we say base stock, we mean a pile of postcards sitting in the mailing house waiting to have addresses put on them. Pretty much, yeah. You've ordered 10,000 of this stock. You can't do anything until 10,000 of this stock goes out the door or we have to destroy it and it's another cost consideration. We, we have none of that with us. We're completely variable. Yeah, because it's all personalized, printed in time as it's needed, which is such an important point to make when we're talking about offline marketing. I think it's one of those things which people forget when we're talking about physical things. Um, if someone listening wants to learn more, is there one cheap or free resource you would recommend? Well, I of course, I'm going to have uh, recommendations that are heavily geared around paper planes on this um, because we have a lot of white papers and blogs and thought leadership pieces but we've just released a white paper called Retargeting in a Recession, uh, even though we're not technically in one, but you never know. But it gives you a lot of tips around how you can actually utilize direct mail in a world which is digital marketing driven first. And you can access that on www.flypaperplanes.co.uk. Just check out our white papers and blogs. And if you have any challenges with that, just drop us a note at the info at fly paperplanes.co.uk inbox and we'll get it over to you it's made me smile for like over five years now but i do so love your your um url flypaperplanes.com so clever um right <laughs> finally i'll get over your url in a minute but finally it's crystal ball time dan what's coming up in the next six to twelve months that we should be getting ready for next six to twelve months we should be getting um ready for uh i think increased consumer confidence uh, I think in line with that, we're going to see increased marketing budgets again, hopefully. And that's going to lead to the growth of online and e-commerce levels that we haven't seen over the last couple of years. And hopefully a lot more test and learn opportunities, um, more personalization, more relevance, more ability to apply data science to channels to help you personalize them in the right way. And I think the scrutiny placed on return on investment, which has come over the last couple of years, hasn't been a bad thing. But now we can really use it to refine and improve and enhance what we do utilizing data. Love that answer and totally agree with you. So thank you so much for that, Dan. We are very nearly at the end of the show now. So could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business if they want to get in touch? I am on LinkedIn uh, under Daniel Dunn, CEO, co-founder of Paper Planes. The best place to go is the website. There's lots of information on there www.flypaperplanes.co.uk. 
the fly was a necessity back then, by the way, Chloe, because uh, paper planes that occurred at UK wasn't actually available. So, and if we ever wanted to extend it into an airline, we had that, that tag <laughs> as well. But flypaperplanes.co.uk is where you'll find a lot of information on uh, white papers relating to direct mail effectiveness, you know, how effective is it for Gen Z, how effective is it is in a recession, lots of white papers, lots of thought leadership. Follow us on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram. We've got a LinkedIn page, which is hopefully by the time you uh, hear this, are over 2,000 followers, which is a big win for our marketing guys who are working so hard on that. So thank you. And yeah, yeah, there's there's plenty of social media content we put out there, plenty of thought leadership on the website, and we'd love to hear from anyone who wants to know more. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Dan. And um, huge congrats from me as well to your team. I don't think either of our pages are over 1,005. I think one of them might be 1,004. So yeah, to get to 2,000 is really good going on LinkedIn. Thank you so much for coming on and giving us such a brilliant introduction to the world of programmatic DM. I really, really hope we have persuaded many of the audience to go and give it a test to get in contact with you and see what they can do. So thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Chloe. So has that got you all thinking about how you could add triggered, personalised, so programmatic, direct mail into your campaigns. It was super clever what Dan and his team were doing when I first came across them five, six years ago. Where they've taken it to now with all those extra layers of data science is super, super clever. I would definitely be putting this on my list of things to explore and probably to look at testing um, this year if, if I was running a brand right now, because it, well, as you all know, I'm a massive fan of the power of paper anyway. So really great to be able to bring this this to you to have a listen to. We're going to have, um, oh no, I'm not telling you what's coming up next. I'm going to tell you where you can get those, the links. You can get the links to everything we discussed, the full transcript of the episode, important notes and more via keepoptimizing.com. And if you want to go straight to the correct page on the website, then use our direct to episode short links. Just put keepopt.com forward slash episode number into the URL bar and you will go straight to the correct page on the website. When you get to the website, why not add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of those things I shared to help you improve your business, which includes our upcoming monthly Q&A webinar because to help you with your offline marketing activity, I've invited all of our offline marketing specialists to join us for a live Q&A session at the end of the month. Your chance to get your questions answered, just go to keepopt.com forward slash webinar to get yourself signed up for that. And thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Keep Optimizing podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to continue learning about offline marketing right now, so without having to wait for next week's awesome episode, then do scroll back up your feed to episodes 84, 85, 86 and 87 because last year's offline marketing month includes two more episodes on how to make DM work for you in different ways. And we've got some amazing episodes coming up for the rest of this month too. You can find all our offline marketing content via the short link keepopt.com forward slash offline if you'd rather go and have a browse through it all on the website. Finally, please do tell your fellow marketers about this show because I want to help as many of you as possible to improve the performance of your e-commerce marketing and this year that means improving your creative and it means looking to other channels to make your money, your marketing budget work harder for you. Like Dan was saying, it's all about the ROI and one of the most solid places to get ROI 
is offline marketing. So please do spread the word about the fact we're covering it this month. For now though, have a great week and make sure you listen to the next episode so I can help you to keep optimizing your marketing. Access everything Keep Optimizing at keepoptimizing.com. That's with an S, not a Z. Hello, Chloe here. I just wanted to tell you something super exciting before we get into this episode. Chloe's e-commerce club is finally live. Yes, my new free online club where the whole Keep Optimizing audience can come together to improve your e-commerce marketing is live. So how can you join me in the club? Well, just go to keepop.com forward slash club. It's totally free to join. So go on, hit pause and come and join me and hundreds of our listeners at keepopt.com forward slash club. And then don't forget to hit play and listen to the rest of the episode. See you in the club.